Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, no matter how much you wish it would. Ah, Nick, bringing it back with the classic catchphrase, the now the now classic catchphrase from our golden era. Um, well, how's it going, Nick? We don't have to get too deep in the weeds. This is after and after all, an addendum blitz episode. Uh, oh yeah, addendum blitz. So I, I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh, been watching some movies lately. Uh, I rewatched uh, The Sound of Music uh, with my wife oh. uh, recently, and um, I don't know. I love it's that nice. movie. I love that movie. I mean, it's it's a flawed movie for sure, and I don't think it's like necessarily. Like, How think, do you mean? It's not like a good film. Well, just in the sense of like, I think it's like it's so considering the subject matter it's so lightweight that it it's sure. like you know what i mean like i think like out, oh yeah out of its own context i don't think it, it works necessarily but yeah said, like the nazis in that film now that you mention it the nazis are kind of like i don't know they, they they're don't like do they're like number. cops they don't do a number but they could have you know what i mean like they, they could yeah. have done like a musical number um and, <laughs> and i think and i don't think it would have been like too out of out of place but you know what hey i love uh uh uh, julie andrews just the best just the best um and i watched that movie a lot as a kid and really loved it and uh still do you know i think it it hits us hits the spot for me uh for that reason i think but um so so what, what are we talking about today nick all right, Charles. So during this addendum, let's we're talking about film scores generally, and then we're gonna uh, touch on one uh, composer specifically because uh, he's pertinent to uh, an episode we have coming up. Yeah. So yeah, film scores go. So I think that I mean I I think that like film scores are interesting because I think that they've entered a conversation of like. Um, and this is opposed to like soundtracks, which is not what we're talking about. That's a totally different thing. But if we're just talking about like the score of a film, I feel like we live in a time where like they are considered like an art form unto themselves and have like. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that they are. And this is not a slam, but they are like sort of. I, I suppose like there's nothing wrong with them if they're meaningless outside of the movie that they're a part of. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, no, and they're they're interesting, and it's uh, it's funny how film scores, soundtracks, etc., has sort of have sort of uh, developed uh, in film. I mean, film film we could we could do hours, we could do a whole podcast on on this, but uh, it's it's fascinating the way that film has evolved over the last uh, century because mm-hmm. because it's a it's an artistic medium that isn't that old you know no right um and so if you look at if you look at the early stages or or at least like the early stages with sound yeah you see a lot of similarities it seems like uh, just in the way yesterday we were all being terrified by that train that comes right at the camera uh, <laughs> that movie yeah. we all thought it was real yeah. <laughs> we all thought there was a real train coming out of the, yeah, out of the movie absolutely. screen um, um, but yeah, but you know, uh, film scores uh, have a really interesting uh, role in that in that evolution. Uh, so David W. Collins from uh, the Soundtrack Show, uh, he hosts that show. Mm-hmm. He has a 
a really cool he makes a really cool point which is that silent movies were never silent because there was always a score mm. and maybe the score was performed live but it was part of uh part of the entertainment right. uh, medium so yeah. uh so that's so like from the very beginning a score was was critical to how you interact with with what's happening on the screen right and and so that's gone through a, a lot of stages Right. Um, one of one of the biggest, uh, most relevant ones to us today would probably be, you know, that '60s and '70s stage uh, leading up to uh, Star Wars, mm. uh, because Star Wars had a big impact on film scores, didn't it? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, it's certainly it's like the first movie that comes to mind when you say film score to me. I mean, John Williams is like the guy, you know, with like that and uh, uh, Jaws, obviously, um, Close Encounters. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, like, just like so many movies that have these like great musical moments in them. Um, but I learned that um, that the film that he scored that got uh, George Lucas' attention, if I remember mm-hmm. this correctly, was uh, The Cowboys, the, the John Wayne film. Oh, interesting. Star Wars is a great example of like a particular style of film scoring that doesn't really exist anymore. And I don't know how much it exists outside of movie outside of Star Wars and movies like it, where there's like this intimate relationship between um, like I can't think of any other movie other than sort of Lord of the Rings where like characters have where like like most of the characters in Star Wars have their own theme. You know what I mean? Like there's a droids theme. There's a Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. theme. There's a Princess Leia theme. There's a Darth Vader theme, you know, and it plays yeah. when those characters are on screen, which is interesting. And I, I can't think of and I guess Lord of the Rings doesn't even really do that. But like um, I, I think that. Oh, sure does. Yeah. But, does. but are there like specific themes for the individual characters like that? So like there's literally a piece of music called Princess Leia's theme. You know, right. I, I don't know. No, I, I, I can't I don't remember the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Like what? The I think so. Um, now, one thing I, I will say. So I think I think it is uh, actually, it, in my opinion, I think it's it's maybe more common than, than you realize because it tends to be pretty subtle. Sure. Uh, however, however, I would I would agree that it tends to be like sort of a John Williams niche, like unless sure. you're unless you're John Williams or almost like uh, an apostle of his. Right. Uh, it's it's not something that's uh, central to your repertoire. Right. If that makes sense. And I definitely think that in the years since those movies, you know, that kind of, you know, those like Lucas and Spielberg movies were being made in the 70s and 80s. Like since then, like, um, I think that, uh, as like sound technology has developed and stuff, like I don't think that the score is as necessary to create atmosphere as it used to be, and so I think yeah, you end yeah, up getting, agree. you know, it's more like kind of like window dressing the score, right? You know? And you well, can, one thing I was yeah. saying, um, one thing I was saying yeah. a, li- a little earlier was uh, how how film has evolved, and if you look at if you look at movies from like the 30s, 40s, 50s, you'll notice a lot of very long static camera shots Mm -hmm. where like a a shot will go on for 30 seconds so yeah a shot will just be like static and so you're just completely dependent on uh one the actors and two um you know whatever music there might Mm -hmm. be to communicate to you what's going on but like as as film has evolved uh producers and uh directors have gotten a lot better at 
uh, at like making precise cuts. Those are things that happen in film now that communicate things that like the camera used to not be able to communicate. Right, uh, right. Where we're so so like music would have to communicate that no no I, that, uh, that makes instead. sense I, I i would that brings to mind for me is one of my favorite scores and favorite movies but like favorite movies because of its score in a way is like um uh uh halloween the the horror movie okay. halloween which has a great score it's very scary um the score was written and and recorded by um because it was just it was just all synthesizers and stuff but but in a very effective way by the the sure. film's director did it because they had like a tiny budget and they couldn't afford another person to do it and anyway but there's tons of shots and to your point there's tons of shots in that movie that are just like you know like images of like a suburb you know what I mean? Like of like mm-hmm. empty suburban streets is what a lot of the movie is. And, yeah, and that communicates like tension to you. Exactly. But like I think that if it weren't for this like very scary, like foreboding score, oh, I, I, see I, I, I don't think it would land quite the same way because there is that movie right. has a ton of atmosphere and it is a very well shot movie. The guy who mm-hmm. uh, who's the cinematographer, uh, Dean Cundy, he went up to he went on to like do like Back to the Future. He became like a really big like director of photography um, and he was, you know, he's very talented. But like uh, it, 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 you know, I think the score is like it's like doing like 50 percent of the work just about. Right. You know, right. Because all you have to do is have a it could just be a still image of a a, a street in pasadena california which is where they were filming and you put, yeah, put the score totally. on it and it's like so one thing uh david w collins does on, on his podcast uh he does a few episodes on the empire strikes back mm-hmm. and he'll play scenes you know he'll he'll play like a minute or more of a scene uh and he'll play it with the music and then he'll play it without the music, and he'll like, explain why it was chosen with or without mm-hmm. with or without the music, depending on you know what what they ended up going with for that scene. And he explains like what the music contributes. It's just to like the scene. Harrison Ford, like it's just like ripping farts through the whole thing, and it's like we see the yeah. score; yeah. it's covering up <laughs> Harrison Ford's obvious flatulence mm-hmm. as yeah, he yeah, goes exactly. to search for Luke on the 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 the, the surface of the planet Hoth. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, you're totally. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to deflate that, but like you're totally right. That's that's yeah. Like it's it seems ridiculous, and I think that despite the fact that film is you know, ostensibly like a visual medium. I, I, I mean, the, the audio element is huge. I, I feel like to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. uh, so, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I've, I've said it so many times already, but it's just interesting the way that it, it develops because, uh, you know, you go through periods where film scores are popular, where film scores are unpopular, mm-hmm. where we use lots of like modern instruments or you have pop scores that was a thing kind of happening a little bit in the Mm. in like the 60s and 70s you know you had uh you had like pink floyd uh scoring one or two well uh writing the soundtrack for one or two like avant-garde films i guess um uh but but star wars sort of like repopularized like the classical film score uh at the time um which which kind of took us, I would say, maybe uh, through the 90s, you know, in the oh, 90s, you had uh, yeah. a lot of extremely, I wouldn't even say amazing film scores, but you had a lot of like highly sentimental 100%. film scores, almost like cliche film scores. I feel like that's the heyday of the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's almost like you had John Williams doing his thing, but then it's like, 
the Danny Elfman score in the original, not the original, but the, the Tim Burton Batman, like in 1989, like ignited this, like, <laughs> you know, like world of, and I mean, of course, like I, I immediately think of Jurassic Park too, when you say like nineties. Oh, oh yeah. Or, but um, then that's, Silence I mean, that's Lambs, Williams too, score. isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, Oh, it sounds of the Limes is great. That is yeah. a great, a great Absolutely. score. As I recall, I don't, I can't, I couldn't hum it, but I remember it being good. from the one time <laughs> I've seen that movie. Um, yeah, 100%. yeah, but then, then, then yeah. what's, 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 what brings us kind of to to where we're at now is that, uh, basically Hans Zimmer, right? And I would say he's probably yeah. one of the preeminent, um, uh, film composers today. You know, top, top five, maybe, maybe top three, uh, but, but what? So I mean, he he's filmed a lot of, uh, he's 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 written a lot of scores like in conventional ways. I think he did the score for like Madagascar and like some other things. And the, the scores is is obviously, you know, very uh, conventional, traditional in style, but then um, Batman. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, I, I, that's a new thing, you know? Yeah. I I have, um, uh, I, I have a, like a mi- mixed feelings about Hans Zimmer, I think, uh, you know, I mean, his scores are not anything to like write home about in terms of like being, be, I said, I'm sorry. I, I, in terms of being something that like works on its own, is like a standalone piece. Of oh, music, sure. You know, absolutely. And, and I, that's not the point. So like that, that doesn't matter. Um, although like, it's crazy to me that he like tours and stuff. Cause I can't imagine how you could like sit through, a concert of like, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of like, bomb, you know, kind of, kind of things. Um, again, no problem with any of that. I think it works great. He's definitely like a master creating atmosphere. I do think something that's worth bringing up when talking about Hans Zimmer is this, like the whole thing of like, are you familiar with the term ghost composer? Uh, it's yes so that it's probably what it sounds like yeah it's like a ghost writer but basically like a lot of these like big name film score guys Hans Zimmer being being among them are like um you know kind of farming out the work of of like a lot of the work of of scoring to like they have like a team you know what I mean they have a bunch of people who work for them and with them and I think that like there's a little bit of controversy about that in the the there was like a Vanity Fair article like a month ago or something that that talked about like um you know these people who are there there's some kind of I don't know a ton about it but there's some kind of element of like people not getting like not feeling like they're being properly com- uh, compensated or credited for the work that they're doing on these scores anyway mm-hmm. um outside of that I I think like he's definitely like like a been like a game changer and i don't know like i wonder i guess like maybe batman was the thing that kind of like was that his first like big no thing what what no. did he so sort of, i'm just scrolling through his yeah his like list. What is his, I, I should probably pull um, up his filmography he's also got he's also got uh parts of the caribbean and gladiator oh which wow, both gladiator. preceded yeah. uh, batman uh which have which uh actually in my opinion have similar scores uh to each other yeah uh, he, he scored the singing. lion king okay um yeah yeah so he's done he's done a lot of big things which is why i say i think he's i think he's preeminent and i think he's talented yeah no, I mean, uh, like, but he's hey, he's gone in a direction lately i think that like i mean they are all essentially the same you know his 
his scores. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not like, but I, I think that that's like, I, I feel like there's this, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I guess like there's this thing where I feel like people in, in the sort of like, so a lot of people in the kind of little classical music world that I am sort of a part of, um, aspire to film scoring or whatever. That's something you hear about a lot, like in, in school or whatever, is people like interested in that world. And I think that people like kind of give Hans Zimmer some shit about like his scores not being interesting to listen to on their own, which I don't think is a problem. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, that, that, it, that doesn't, that's not necessary. No, it feels weird um, to like make a big deal about him one way or the other. Like I kind of don't even get why he's as big of a name as he is because it kind of feels like anybody in that industry who's operating at a at like a level of competency could do what he's doing and everybody is mm-hmm. doing what he's doing. So I guess he's the first person to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe right. it's like a Ramones right. thing where it's like anybody could do that. But like right. you just have to be the one to like have the vision to do it, you know. Well, so it's, it feels Charles, weird to talk about. I don't know. We're we're about twenty minutes into this thing, uh. So so why don't you go ahead and describe what it is that Hans Zimmer is doing and how it's and and how it's becoming popular in in film these days, and then we'll wrap up because that'll lead in well to our next episode. Yeah. Well, I, I think that like you get a lot of these like. Um, and a lot of this stuff is, is like I said, it's absolutely perfect for, 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 for what it is for creating atmosphere, for doing what a film score in a contemporary movie is supposed to do. Um, I guess it's just like, it feels weird to me that it's like lauded or hated. And that seems to be like what mm-hmm. a lot of people and, do. And, and feels, what is it? it? But it's like, um, a lot of sort of like atmospheric, um, like, uh, uh, like arpeggiations is what would, mm-hmm. you know, that the kind of like, I think the thing from the Batman score that comes up as a, there's all this like, kind of stuff. And then of course sure. the classic tuba, which I'm, I'm feel fairly positive. He is the originator of, which is in <laughs> every single trailer that has been made for like an action movie. And, and, and Hey, it works real well. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Um, and I think, too, it's a lot of like um, he's definitely coming from this kind of minimalist sort of an area where you have this like which minimalism is a kind of like a genre subgenre of classical music, I guess, where like you have a lot of like repeated um, uh, uh, you'll have like 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 a short musical phrase that's repeated a bunch. And then there's maybe like other phrases sort of layered on top of that one way or the other. Um, and I, you know, it's just, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It, it, it feels like it's an accompaniment to a visual and that's, and it's very effective, but like, I guess what I'm saying, I feel like it sounds like I'm being like critical and I, I'm not trying to be, I don't know. Like I feel weird now. You sort of put me on the spot and I, no, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, as, as I, as I understand it, you know, the, the best example to look to when we're talking about what it is that Hans Zimmer is doing, what's becoming popular in film uh, generally, I would say because of Hans Zimmer, uh, best example to look to is uh, w- one of any of the films that he scored for uh, Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman is a, is a great example. Uh, Interstellar is 
is an example in a really, I mean, in a really uh, beautiful sounding way, mm-hmm. you know. But like, like Charles is saying, it's it's not like when you listen to a John Williams film score, you feel like you're listening to a classical composition that happened to fit the film. Right. When you listen to a Hans Zimmer film score, you feel like you're listening to an instrument making a noise that that's even sounds negative, but I don't mean it. No. Yeah. You you feel like you're listening to an instrument that is, is making a noise or playing a note that elicits a particular feeling and that's all that that instrument is is doing and and i think like you said it's minimalist it's not bad it's it's minimal and i think it's worth pointing out too that i think that uh i think that john will the john williams kind of style of score i think that that really only probably only works as well for him as it does because of the directors that he's working with i think there's a there's a a world in which he's not working with a spielberg or a Lucas or, or a Irving Kirshner or whoever. And, and like, it does not work because it's like overblown and ridiculous. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a kind right. of movie that, and he doesn't do those movies, you know, to his credit. I, and you know what I mean? Like, it's all about pairing the, whereas I think a Hans Zimmer kind of, I think Hans Zimmer could like potentially score just about anything, you know what I mean? And do a pretty good job right. of it because I think that right. he's looking at it, more or he is he and his team or whatever are look not looking at it from a like um it's like uh uh it's it's more like utilitarian than that and and i think that's Mm -hmm. great he he is like a cinematographer like a great cinematographer in that he his role is like practically invisible but like as soon as it's not there you notice and as soon as it's done in a way that doesn't suit the film you would notice you know, right. Um, right. Even though like, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the difference is that like, unlike a, you can't like go and like buy a cinematographer's like, you, I don't know, like you can't like go and like buy like a, uh, their lighting setups at a Best Buy or something. And like, you know what I mean? Like it, there's mm-hmm. not like a soundtrack or whatever. Um, but so, so yeah, uh, I guess I'm saying John Williams buy... is bad. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's no, he's great. It's anyways, great. It's we're great. bad it's because this was supposed to be this was supposed to be a blitz episode. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll we'll see y'all again soon. I suppose uh, you know where to find us. Follow us. We have an Instagram page now. Two track audio. We'll see you soon. Gonna see recording in three, two, one.